Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. This is Paul Hawksby and Andy Jacobs, and welcome once again to the H and J Daily. Some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Um, well, we were joined in the studio by Janet Street Porter. Mm. Yeah, that's uh, an unusual guest for us, but she it, was on good form. Yeah, she told us she, she got a bit of sport in there, didn't she? She did, yeah. Something I didn't know. No. So uh, she was predominantly talking about funerals. But honestly, stick with it. It was, it was good a fun. reunion for me and Janet. Yeah, Street you're old Porter. chums, aren't Go you? Go back a long way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, then we spoke to... Um, Callum Skinner. Callum Skinner. Gold then. medal winning cyclist. Yeah. Who about, made an unusual piece of furniture. That's very true. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. even know why I'm trying to say it. Yeah, and, exactly. Uh, yeah, I mean, he was uh, he was on good form. We even got onto Grey Friars Bobby. You hear that? Yeah. Uh, what else? I think that's about it. Really. That's it. Yeah. We had a chat as always. Yeah. Covered some ground football yeah, and otherwise. Football, so other stuff. here it all is. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Uh, good afternoon, Paul. And I've worked it out that Darby's Bradley Johnson must yeah. be a keen West End theatre goer like myself. Really? I always enjoy a pre-show bite at Joe Allen. <laughs> oh, come on, now, come on! For the loveys out there. For the loveys, that is gold. a top joke. Uh, if if you're uh, <laughs> if you're in our broth, you if, won't know what I'm Bob in our broth. But if you're <laughs> if basically that's a very London-centric gag, <laughs> it was, and you're allowed one per show. One per show. That's right. <laughs> but there we are. There you go. Uh, yeah, so I watched uh, Liverpool last night. We're Ask talk. for the burger. It makes it look like you go there all the time. <laughs> That's right. It's so it's I'm not just, on the menu. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Go off menu, go love, off and menu. Joe Allen. I'm going off menu, love. <laughs> That's it. That's finished. With, <laughs> it's with, true. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we're going to talk about the football with Tony Evans, but a couple of observations mm. from the match. I mean, the referee had the strangest system I've ever seen of any ref. Oh, yeah. For 60 minutes, he was Homer Simpski, the Polish referee. <laughs> really? He gave, yeah, he gave... PSG, everything. Yeah. For 30 minutes, he only gave Liverpool decisions. It was the weirdest decision I've ever seen. Do you know why that is? Because he was terrible. Oh, he was terrible. He was a terrible ref. Terrible. When does a corner become a penalty (laughs) because someone claims it? (laughs) Brilliant. Uh, And also the Verratti tackle. Mm. I mean, I only saw the highlights. Obviously, I was was, uh, watching Spurs, but... um, yeah, I mean, really, that's a red card, isn't it? I mean, we're going to talk to Tony I about it. I was, I was very impressed with the uh, um, PSG right-back carer. Mm. He's very good. He looks after a lot of the old fans. <laughs> he does. It's, it's good, isn't it? It's really yeah, nice. He knows I'll come how around. to lift them. I'll, be, I'll say, I'll be around Wednesday. 
Yeah. He's a good player, actually. He is I'm good, really yeah, impressed yeah. With. But Neymar, I, I'm You're not a fan, are you? I'm not a fan. Of course, he's a wonderful footballer. He's incredible. He does amazing things. Mm. But he's, <clears> he started. The first, he started the game, he was really poor. Yeah. But it can't be his fault, so he changed his boots. Then yeah. he was even poorer. I was thinking, oh, yeah, all right, mate. But he, he did I, score a goal. Well, no, no, then he picked yeah. up and then yeah. he improved. But I've worked out that uh, Neymar and Mbappé have got an agreement not to pass to Cavani or Di Maria. They just pass to each other. Well, I think the stats... That's it. It's, the in, their, st- it's in their contract. Certainly with Cavani, the stats tend to back that up. It may just be coincidence, but I saw some stats yesterday. Really? It was like, you know, he's well, the one know that. they've just, fallen out with. There was always that I was thing. just observing it with my own eyes. You could see it was really obvious. There was often that thing in the school team, wasn't there, when mm. the, a couple of people didn't get on. They wouldn't pass to each other other but you know you think you get over it when you're professional really. yeah yeah it, it was an interesting um, to be fair to PSG because you know we gave them a bit of a stick I did anyway um they played really well yeah. they, they deserved that it was a bit like Saturday they blitzed Liverpool to start with and mm. Liverpool couldn't quite you know deal with it so and their delivery one shot place. on target but I mean we'll talk to Tony about this they've, yeah. they've, they have struggled away from home Not there's great. all sorts of reasons and as a Liverpool fan Tony will have his own thoughts but on well done to Tottenham that's certainly a, a deserved result but yeah. I only saw the highlights myself it was um it was hard Going, it was Inter had come for the draw basically, mm. and um, Tottenham had to kind of bang away and try and get a goal. And Inter, obviously, in, in that context, had a couple of good chances. You mean they didn't have a centre half that just sold himself three times? They didn't, no, funny enough. No, um, well, that's where they went wrong. It was again, it was part of the the awakening of Musa Sissoko, um, which we'll be discussing Incredible. a little bit yeah. later on. The great turnaround in his form. I wrote down last night. He now looks the sort of player he showed at Newcastle yeah. against top four teams well a point we'll make later on the kind of run he made mm. last night with with him completely in control of the ball for about 30 yards would not have happened six months ago no. that would have ballooned off his it's calf about gone into touch it? it's a massive thing, and, and really. gone to the wrong player so it is I, yeah. I do think that you've got a chance at Bath so they were last night they were lucky at PSV I know they're better uh, much mm. better at home than they are away but PSV hit the woodwork I think three times you know they yeah. could have they could have got something out of the but game. The odds are really the odds are stacked well, against. Yeah, of course Spurs, they, are. they haven't yeah. lost. They haven't lost in the Champions League no, for five years. I think you need you need a bit of luck. You need PSV and Inter to draw, and I think you could get a draw. Mm. And you need you know you do when you go there. You, you obviously need Messi not to be on top four, mate, at the post a couple of times that sort of thing. Yeah. Then you you know well you know it, they're already through, so you've got a the bit thing of is chance. you think oh Messi playing with freedom, but he plays with freedom if you know yeah. if they need a go, two minutes left and they need a goal, he never gets tense, does he? No, he's not tense. So. Uh, He'll, you know, we can't worry about. It. They might rest him. I was hoping well, it was the Classico it. the week after, but sadly, no. But they might rest him. You never know. But it wouldn't be, to be honest, that wouldn't be very sporting for the rest of the group. Yeah, who Not, cares? Is yeah, what I'm saying. Say that. But I think Liverpool got a real. They're really in trouble because beating well, Napoli at Anfield is not a formality. It won't they're, be easy. They're a good side. I, as Alan, I'm not saying they can't win. Of course no. they can, but it's going to be tough. As Alan said to uh, Ali, it's going to be a cracking, going to be a cracking game. It's really exciting it's game, exciting, isn't it? Yeah, it's gone yeah, down yeah. to the wire. It's yeah. really good. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. Joining us in the studio to talk about funerals, karaoke funerals, which yes. I think is a great uh, development. Mm, good idea. Janet Street Porter. Hi, Janet. Hi, guys. How did you feel when the call came in? They said, Janet, we want, we want someone to talk about funerals. And <laughs> it's we thought not a of problem you. for me. <laughs> because unlike you two, probably, I've thought about what what's going to happen when I really? die. Really? Have you mapped oh, it out? Well, I think it's good manners. I mean, what happened in my own family is my dad died without any warning in the Canary Islands. He was visiting my mum and playing cards and suddenly, you know, he had a heart attack and went. And actually, that's a pretty good way to go. Um, But he had made no plans, even though in life he was highly organised. And I got this call in the middle of the night. I had to fly out there. My mother was completely incoherent. She changed her mind three times 
And in the end, I was put in charge of what was a very, you know, traumatic mm. occasion. Uh, and it made me think, you know, I don't want that to happen to me. I want to decide we are all going to die. Yeah. That's the one thing we're mm. certain of. So why not decide what you want to happen when you want when you go, when the time comes? Well, the co-op have done all this research and found out that over half the people they spoke to don't actually want the traditional formal funeral. Mm. They have decided they want to have a straight cremation and then celebrate the person. It could be joyous. It could be, you know, a, a contemplative occasion. Yeah. It could be more serious. But they don't want it to happen in the traditional way. They could have it at home or even a third said they'd have it down the pub. <laughs> so I'm kind of all for these modern funerals. Personally, I want to be cremated and then I'm going to give my friends some money, set, set it aside in my will. And I've said, have a party, do what you like. Oh, you good. can have my ashes, chuck them out the window. <laughs> We, we've we've been working window. together for 18 years and it, Paul's constantly planning my funeral. I've been, yeah, I just oh, yeah, I, I, I can't I, wait. I come have you back planned to, your funeral? Well, I've, I've got some you've ideas. You've got a bit of music. I mean, because part of this, part of what they can't do, they looked mm. at the music people wanted, didn't they? And you've, you've got a song that you've got in mind, haven't you? It's, uh, it's Skilo and it's uh, I Wish I Was a Little Bit Taller. And I'd love, I'd love that to be played. But if you want the congregation to sing that. I no, mean, they'd have to rap it. That's not, quite it, tricky. It won't be easy. You wish you were a little bit taller, but you've died by then, you're ashes. It's a bit late to be there won't, be, there won't be a lot, there won't be a lot of ashes. Slightly higher pile. <laughs> There's this thing that they talk about, that's right, direct to creme. You're very tempted to say, do not pass go, do not collect <laughs> I think it's pounds. called cremation without ceremony. To okay. It's okay. official title. So people don't want, they not even want to kind of, even if they're not religious, they don't even want a lay person, someone that doesn't know them, kind of talking about oh, them. Right. Not, that's Personally, never I don't really lie. I've been to mm. loads of funerals where you yeah. get someone standing up in a, a building that you wouldn't normally go to, mm. delivering a series about of platitudes about a person mm. they never met and you know sometimes these occasions work because the family and the friends and the workmates uh do tributes but i always think why are we in this place why can't we have it in a house or in a, sp a sports club where they used to go or you know a club where they used to go why can't it be in a nightclub even you're celebrating the life that people live mm. it could be it could happen anywhere and interestingly, I read in the paper the other day that Antonio Carluccio, you know, the restaurateur mm. who died recently, <clears throat> he's been cremated and his partner has been told to put all his ashes in a rocket to make a firework and fire them into space. That's now, nice that's idea. quite that's a good an idea. exit, isn't you, it? You can, use, you can use them for revenge funerals. An old story about Peter Sellers, who hated the song In the Mood, but of course the whole congregation didn't know that apart from the rest of the goons. So the... the, the Vicar stands up and says, Peter was a big fan of this song, so he wants it played as uh, as he's uh, carried <laughs> from the church. And, of course, they're all laughing, and the audience, you know, everybody else is crying because they think this is Peter's favourite song. So it's a chance to get your own back on people. Oh, I think very much is. so. Yeah. Um, I, it, memorial services are often used for that. And I remember the mother of one of my husbands, and I'm not saying what which one because <laughs> he might be listening, yeah. His mother hated me, but, I mean, let's face it, all my mother-in-law's hated me. <laughs> this one particularly disliked me. And after uh, she died, I actually did her the courtesy of going... We were long divorced, but I did her the courtesy of going to her memorial service, mm. and it was in Covent Garden in London. And I sat there, and one of my ex-husband's friends stood up and said... Um, Catherine uh, adored her son, my ex-husband... Mm. 
the saddest moment of his life was when she married Janet Street. Oh, no. I thought, right, you've got your revenge. That's quite cold. I think that's bad. Wow-wee. Now, Janet, I'm, I'm really glad you came in because uh, the listeners know that I produced fantasy football. Paul worked with me on the last series. but with, And it's much loved amongst football fans. And you're not known for your sport, but it, it should be said that without you, it probably wouldn't have happened because you were the commissioning editor yes. that saw the pilot and ordered the series, and we worked together with it. And uh, Yeah, so, I so, did a couple know. of football series. I did They Think It's All Over as well. Oh, right. And um, that was a, a very successful show for the BBC. I grew up going to Fulham, uh, and uh, my dad wanted a girl, uh, wanted a boy, and he mm. had me, so he took me to Fulham, and I'd go on the terraces from about the age of 10. And my two cousins are lifelong Fulham fans, and one of my cousins even had his wedding at Craig's really? Yeah, so Fulham runs in the family. But I loved Fantasy Football League, but I don't think a lot of the viewers knew that at the time, John Burt, who was the big boss of the BBC, it was his favourite programme, but he wanted it to go out live, and we <clears> pre-recorded it on a Thursday and it went out on BBC Two on Friday nights and the reason for that was Frank Skinner and David Deal didn't want to do it live and I didn't want them to do it live because it was too risky. Mm. They did eventually. Well, we did the ITV World Cup series. And we did have a few issues, of course, around John John Lydon and and Bridget Nielsen. Nielsen. So, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I think that when, you know, I've... At the moment, I, you know, present a live show on television, uh, Loose Women. So, but I'm a seasoned, you know, old performer who's done a lot of live television. Mm. And I understand that the laws to do with libel and, you know, defamation of libel, they're even stricter now. And broadcasters are even more worried about what people are going to say live. It's high risk. Back then, we were worried, you know, we were worried, but to a lesser degree. Yeah. Tell you what I did do. I went and saw your one-woman show in Edinburgh in 2000. I looked it up. It was 2003. I couldn't believe it. And yes. It was good. You talk about your your mum and your sister. If yeah, I it was called right. All the Rage. Yeah. It was because I'd written a book, uh, a memoir, about my terrible relationship with my mother. It was called Baggage. And actually, it was a bestseller because I think a lot of other women thought, at last, a woman spoken out about, <laughs> you know, she didn't get on with her mother. So it did sell well, and I kind of built the show off that. Of course, when I started off doing this one-woman show, I was rubbish. I was terrible. (laughs) I did four nights at Soho Theatre in London, and then I went up to Edinburgh. I did the whole festival. And it was like jumping off the diving board, but you had no idea what you were meant to be doing. But then I toured it, and I got to really enjoy it, and it taught me a lot of stuff about how to present your ideas, how to hold... It's been invaluable, actually. Mm, The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Cool fact. 
A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. <laughs> Now, uh, there was a very tiny piece buried away in the uh, sun which we, uh, yeah. we brought you yesterday. And it was like what we call a Johnny Nash, more questions than answers. It just said, Olympic cyclist Callum Skinner made a table out of reclaimed wood from Edinburgh's old velodrome. And we thought, I need to know more about that. Mm. Um, and so we have gone indeed to the source. And joining us now, Olympic gold medalist uh, Callum Skinner. Hi, Callum. Hello, how are you doing? Good, thank you. Yeah, of course, a little three lines like that doesn't really tell the full story. It's a, it's a lovely story, really. I mean, you didn't just go along and uh, chose a, a kind of nice piece of timber to make a table. This, no, me- this was, means something to you. Yeah, it was kind of out of desperation. I was on the bus going back home and uh, on a double-decker, and you can see over the wall into the back corner of Meadowbank and um, saw that there's a bulldozer tearing into it. Um, and it had all been closed off for a couple of years, but nothing had really happened. There was all these kind of legal disputes and all that kind of stuff. So as soon as I got home, decided I'd um, go back and try and retrieve some of it. Um, so yeah, I jumped the fence, got caught immediately, and then uh, negotiated with the security guard to go and have a look. Um, he, t- he told us there was asbestos in the building and it was out of the risk, but I kind of just said, well, we knew that for years anyway. So just went over and... Um, tried to tail off as much as I could get back to the car and, and that was it really. But I think I think that same security guard was kind of inundated with I think twenty or thirty cyclists who tried to go over and grab a piece as well oh. before it all got turned into in biomass. But um it was just a bit of a shame because it's such a an illustrious kind of uh, facility. It kind of jump started Chris Hoy's career, Craig McLean's uh Graham would be the train there, Chris Boardman. Mm. Um and uh, j- just to see it, you know suddenly a third of it's missing um uh, it just seemed a bit unfortunate really so yeah i turned i turned what i could into into a table did the did the security guard did you mm. explain the fact that you know you trained there it was a famous place from your point of view did you tell your story or or not to him what you mean did i, did I go do you know who i am well, yeah, well, I think, well i mean he that probably sort of thing, yeah. unless he was a cycling fan he probably would got have got the old I mean, medal out yeah that's right if you waved the gold medal that would have done you probably tend not to carry that on the bus though i wouldn't think really <laughs> so but did you tell him your story i just said it's like it's, it's really special to me and he was basically kind of saying you know, as long as you're not looking to, um, you know, take over the place or set it on fire, I'm pretty happy for you to go down. So nice, that's good. So that was it, really? Yeah, it was a good of him. Yeah. And did you select a, a piece that had particular sentimental value, or were you just looking for a, a bit that would make a nice table? Well, I don't know. I didn't take. I didn't take a saw or anything because I was a bit concerned about, you know, jumping the fence to start with. But then if I had a saw in my hand, I thought it looks a bit incriminating. So um, I went with no tools. <laughs> so I just had to kind of break off a large table-sized piece that I could manage to carry. Um, so it's as simple as that, really. 
It does right. look good. A bit of reclaimed furniture looks very nice. Yes, yeah, a nice. Job. Were you surprised yeah, that the? Oh, I see. It's going to be replaced by a new velodrome. So, yeah, because you know. Well, you, is it? Or is it? I mean, because right. you, you were making the point there about Chris Hoy and other great cyclists. You know, it's, it, it's surprising that a place would would go. You know. Yeah, it is, it is quite surprising because it's. Well, I mean, it's a bit of a. It's been a bit of an unloved child of the of the council for quite some time. It was built as temporary for the first Commonwealth Games that were hosted there in ni- uh, 1969. Yeah. Um, and it's right at the very end of the complex in between uh, the East Coast Main Line and, a, and, uh, and another small railway. So it's, it's, it's really kind of quite neglected and had been for years. I think the sign on it was actually spelt incorrectly as well, and that was the council sign. So we really just didn't, didn't care about it, which was, which was quite puzzling because it was the only cycling facility in Scotland for a, a hell of a long time. And it was, especially, you know, when I was growing up, it was one of the few sports we were actually good at. Um, you know, it was kind of comparable to the whole nation having one swimming pool and it was outdoors. It just, mm. I just didn't really ever understand why it was kind of treated treated so badly. So, it was yeah, open definitely. air, wasn't it, Callum? It was, that was the odd thing about it. I mean, you, you look at all the kind of slick velodromes, Manchester and London, et cetera, et cetera, Glasgow. And, but uh, this one was open to the elements, wasn't it? Yeah, no, it was totally flawed as a design. Like we had to close it every winter um, because it was just it was just wet. You know, it was too wet to ride and too cold to ride. So, um, and and as soon as it gets wet, you're not allowed to go on it because it's too slippery and you'll fall off. So, um, it was one of these really quirky venues that were never really fit for purpose, but for one reason or another, fostered this amazing community and and kind of provided the springboard to all these amazing riders. So that's why it's kind of really special to to me and so many others and, and the Scottish cycling community and the British cycling community. Yeah. And where, finally, where have you put the table? Is it, is it pride of place somewhere? Or what have you done with it? Oh, my girlfriend won't let me offer this, but I didn't measure it. I didn't measure it. It doesn't actually fit in my house. <laughs> um, <laughs> you turn it so, into two um, smaller tables. I mean, that's, that's still possible, I take it, isn't it? I, I, yeah, I guess I guess so. Mm. I mean, it's, it, it kind of looks quite rustic anyway, so you could just kind of go for it. But um, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's it's in my parents' house, um, so they, they've taken it for now until I have a until I have a bigger area to put it in. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talksport. Did you see that uh, Alexa, the uh, sort of assistant AI assistant? <laughs> thanks, thanks. I just I wondered as soon as you said it, I thought, well, how's he going to explain what Alexa right, is? You know, I yeah. think I did Alexa. It quite well. The what you did, you waved your hands in the air and said <laughs> the assistant, the AI assistant. Do you know they've brought back the AI assistant, the AI assistant from the Pavilion End <laughs> AI <laughs> AI Addio. Yeah, they've um they've brought God. back tomorrow's world, so if you're not busy, <laughs> I think you could become one of the presenters. Alexa will be able to tell you if your marriage is in trouble. Say again. Yeah. Mar- Alexa will be able to tell you if your marriage is in trouble. They'll be able to sort of listen to you and your wife and then they'll sort of counsel you and say you need you know, you need a bit of help. But Alexa, why is Andy watching pointless Europa League football? Yeah. Stop him. <laughs> yeah, I mean this is the thing what, what if Alexa's got it wrong? Well, I mean, you might start. You don't start listening to uh, Alexa, do you? I really? think it's dangerous myself. Well, so do I, Andy. I mean, it's, it's a dangerous precedent all round. <laughs> this letter, the tabloids are still publishing these sort of letters. Mm. It's, it's incredible, really. Jose Mourinho it doesn't stand any scrutiny. This Jose Mourinho is right to criticise players for being too pampered and having too many excuses. Yeah. Football fans pay ridiculous ticket prices. If these spoiled mm. brats were paid a normal wage, like in the seventies, the players would be hungry to win. Yeah. Well, I think Man City are quite hungry to win, Marshall. They get paid quite a lot as well. There's yeah. no correlation yeah. between that, is there? No, you know, that's The right. United players don't turn up, oh, we're not hungry to win because we're getting 150 grand a week. 
Nonsense. We're getting news in, Andy, of uh, people a bit like Callum Skinner earlier on. He took a bit of the old uh, Meadowbank velodrome where, when they pulled it down and mm. turned it into a table that is too big to fit into his house, Yeah, he, t- he told us. Um, he said, uh, it's from John Oliver, not that one from last week tonight, oh, another one shame, from, really. uh, from Sunderland. He says, I was driving past uh, Roker Park when they were pulling down the Roker end and I liberated some bricks that I made a barbecue with. <laughs> and I also varnished one and put it on the mantelpiece. That's lovely. Yeah. Uh, it lasted two minutes before my wife took it down, now in my spare room. I'm glad a fantastic paperweight, uh, The John. producers are we're glad he's still listening after uh, Mike Graham the other day. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> we're very pleased. Thanks for sticking around. <laughs> it's very nice. It wasn't us, it was him. Do you want um, a quick T20 birthday spread? Yeah. Go on, then, yeah. Do you have Pally's about? Oh, I think Bex has fallen off her chair trying to find Pele there. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not easy. Be. She's had to so rush. She wasn't, you, you could have sprung into action. You had 15 though. minutes when you went well, for a comfort break. I wasn't break. even thinking I was going to do it. Okay, it's a very happy birthday. <laughs> that would have been. You, she, she went to fire the button and you nearly got the Pogues Fiesta. <laughs> should we try? Tell, should we just try the birthday spread today with uh, with Fiesta by the Pogues, just for a change? Yeah, because we normally we celebrate their marriage. He got married, didn't he? Did yeah, he did. That was a nice story, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, Johnny yeah. Depp was in attendance. So here we go then. It makes work. it a bit more upbeat, I think. <laughs> so, whose birthday? It sounds like happy birthday oh, yeah. music, doesn't it? Yeah. No, it feels weird. Do you want to go back to Pele? Pele, yeah. Sorry. Sorry, You've Becky. You're me right out. out there. Sorry, Becky. Yeah. Keep going. Yeah. Uh, it's a very happy birthday. I'm going to... I'm, yeah, yes, that's right. Pump it. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just, just working out how to do this thing. I haven't actually done it before. Do you do an AI assistant again, <laughs> I do. <laughs> happy birthday to AI assistant. Yeah. No, to the writer of The Firm... The writer of the firm, yeah, Jake Arnott, is it? No, no, Terence Frisbee. Oh, okay. The writer of the firm. Oh, uh, that. Terence Frisbee, yes. Uh, I'll give you, I reckon it's a tricky one, this. I'll give you 10, 10 years. And because uh, I know Terence quite well, actually, because uh, my cousin was living with him, but she threw him out. I'm okay. Oh, mm-hmm. I see. But did, did he come back? <laughs> no. no. The dog, the dog <laughs> the caught brought, him in his dog mouth. Dog brought him back. Dog, yeah. yeah, they were down on the beach. The dog. <laughs> yeah, that's Terence Boomerang. That is true. Yeah, that's true. But oh, sometimes it. if you throw a frisbee, smart Alec, that was close. <laughs> that was close. Uh, might have got away with it. But if you throw a frisbee, if the wind's in the right direction, it can come back to you. I know. That's Terence Boomerang. He's finished, mate. He's on borrowed Terrence time anyway. Boomerang. Anyway, um, how old is he, Terence Boomerang, uh, writer of The Firm? Blimey, he's got to be in... I, uh, he wrote other stuff, didn't he, around that sort of era? 2012 was his heyday. <laughs> 2012? That's when he wrote The Firm. Okay, he wrote other stuff as well. Yeah, oh, he I thought he was about 75. Oh, he's 86, 11 ah. hours. See, I knew I said it quite well there, quite, quite exciting. Yeah, okay, well, exciting-ish. <laughs> yes. Can you stop Alexa for the saying Alexa for the benefit of the people listening on Alexa? Oh, you just changed the channel to laid back classics. Okay. So if I say something Actually, like that's true, if people are listening. So if I say something like Alexa, find me some thrash metal. <laughs> I've not thought about that. The power we wield is that true, Dylan? Who's told us about this? We can. I think, uh, I think he's joking. Yeah. Okay. He could be fantastic. Mm. He's uh, he's probably listening to. Uh, Napalm Death or something now, isn't he? Um, anyway, Andy, what else? Oh, yes, this is another one of these. This is from Waddle. Uh, I don't know if that's his real name. Yeah. My mate has a lump of Twickenham turf, which he's grown uh, on the garden. It was hallowed until the dog done its business on it. Oh, what is this, 1973? Really, really? Thank you very much. Uh, we'll clear it up. That's what you normally do. <laughs> and actually, it's fertilising it, so I don't think I don't think that's a problem. No, I don't think it is. 
in fact. Um, do you have anything else for us, Andy, from Ooh, your, extensive, extensive, uh, your extensive Your extensive is not quite as extensive as it well, used to be. Well, you know how it is, really. Um, I, I, welcome to Journalism 2018. Yeah. I love this section. It's called Instaglam. Oh, yeah. And uh, it's basically, you, you, you go to a famous person's Instagram mm. feed, you take one of their photos, and then that, that's the story, really. And, uh, and this was Jerry Halliwell, peel, peeled off for a dip in Abu Dhabi. Yeah. She was out there for <clears> the race. Mm with her husband. Uh, she said it was freezing, but added she felt pretty good afterwards. I mean, that's great, isn't it? Yeah, I love it. <laughs> that's what we've become. John has come back. For she went s- for a swim. Yeah. She commented about it. Or she, we didn't need it all. And then we read it that she'd commented about it. Uh, he's the, John is the man who liberated the bricks from the old Roker uh, end. And hmm. uh, he's got the varnish one. He said he's got the barbecue made. And he said, he said, I've still got a spare one to throw up Mike Graham if he ever comes up. <laughs> <laughs> there we are. Joking, he adds. Of course he is. That's, that's yeah. true. Now, where's now, the I've story? Got, uh, I've got something for you, Andy, actually. Okay. Uh, do you know the, the, the game of golf last week that no one really watched, no one oh, really cared about? People weren't happy about it. Pay-per-view, of course, mm. uh, between Phil Mickelson and Tiger Woods that Phil Mickelson one. Well, they should have done. They should have done what Tyson Fury and, and Wilder did yesterday. Tiger could have taken his shirt off and started shouting. Yeah, at him. they did try that kind of face-off boxing, face-off, did but they? no, it didn't really work. No one it? was interested. No, no, they weren't. Well, um, they think uh, it left Turner Sports about ten million quid out of pocket. Wow, really? But it hasn't put them off. They want to do it again next year. They're thinking of kind of Fleetwood Molinari or something. They're, t- they're trying to think, oh, I don't know. They've, they've come up with ideas like this before. They try to do one with... They're not uh, a great band, Fleetwood Molinari. <laughs> <laughs> they were... Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, um, yeah, uh, there was technical problems in the States, which means they had to refund people the equivalent of £15.50 um, because they couldn't watch it. Uh, because they just had to make it free to air effectively oh. at the death because people had paid for it and it wasn't working. But they're up for doing it again. They want another pay-per-view shootout despite oh, losing... Te- this is probably their springtime for Hitler. I don't know what they're up to. <laughs> well, yeah, lost, Ten million quid. A lost, lost leader. Well, who wants that? Anne Hegarty, oh, uh, yeah. from uh, I'm a Celebrity Promise. in the Chase, yeah. has been tipped to land a big money deal as an underwear model following her stint in the jungle. Okay. Um it's been a huge talking point among fans. Mm. One posted, if Anne doesn't get a bra endorsement off the back of I'm a Celebrity, I'll eat my own legs. So basically it was one person. I'll eat my own legs. Well, it doesn't matter what he said. Turn of the, the whole point of this story was that one person said it. And so she's been tipped for it to happen. Yeah, that's, it doesn't take much. No, it doesn't take much. Really. Did, I, I, I didn't see. Did anybody take inflatable snakes to the... Yes. The, they did. You see that? Oh, I yes. I they were in the them. crowd. They looked good. Was there a lot of them? Um, so this is to the Stoke... I wouldn't have said there was a lot of them. I, I think three or game. four guys had them they're very distinctive yeah 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 they're rather good and uh gary rat just ignored it completely just yeah. walked to the dugout and there was a bit of it was quite a lively all obviously mm. quite a lively game there was quite an interchange between uh, exchange between both dugouts. apparently dylan wasn't having us on this alexa thing is true um, uh, um max rushton says it is true yeah we lost all of our listeners to mike and the mechanics greatest hits one sunday <laughs> I voted for them in the Football Supporters Federation yeah, Awards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's right, yeah. Well, who's going to win? It's a, probably neither of us. No, Mike and the Mechanics. That's oh, what I you, voted for. You voted for them? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay, fair enough. There we are. That was this afternoon's show. We're back tomorrow with an incredible lineup: Sir Michael Parkinson, Frank Bruno, Justin Morehouse, the Clips of the Week, Motti, and Martin Kellner, in no particular order. <laughs> so uh, there we are. That's tomorrow. You'll hear the best of that on the podcast. I'm looking then. forward to it. Thanks for downloading us. Mm-hmm.
Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas, you will be timed. Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have, like, you know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. <laughs> a lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, yeah, you, you were different. And so much more. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.